I have a message today. Um, it's quite a simple message, really, if you think about it. And it's a very simple message. Um, and I took inspiration from another message that I was hearing um, a few weeks ago. And I was like, that's a very simple concept. And so I kind of ran with the topic and I, I kind of made it my own and I, I, you know, and I was just like, this is the most basic thing and yet such a powerful purpose that is in this message. And so I want you to uh, open your ear, open your heart to have that readiness of, of mind, that readiness of heart because um, God is here and he is at hand. Amen. And that, that actually is the title of the message. God is at hand because he is here available for you and he is here available for me. Amen. So let's give him a hand praise while we uh, get situated here. You, praise the Lord. So we're going to, um, we're going to start in the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 2, and I'm certain that many of you, if not all of you, may be familiar with the story of Jonah. If not by, in detail, at least you know about the great fish, right, or the, <laughs> how he was, um, Swallowed, amen, by a, by a big fish. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the experience of Jonah and not just his experience, but what it means to us, amen. Praise the Lord. Are you all ready? You ready to uh, have the word of God spoken today to your life? Amen. And um, if you feel that this message perhaps is not for you, I'm sure you can think of someone that it is for, right? <laughs> Doesn't that happen sometimes? Like, oh, I wish this person was here. Um, but no, I'm sure, and you'll see what I mean uh, shortly. So uh, chapter 2, verse 1, verses 1 and 2 says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And he cried, or he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here this morning. You are wonderful, my Lord Jesus. We praise your name, and I know that you have great things for us this morning, my Lord Jesus. We thank you for all that you do, and we just uh, are in expectation of what you will be doing here today and will be finalizing and culminating into our lives, my Lord Jesus. I pray for every soul, every visitor, every member that is here today, that your word may, may permeate into their lives, my Lord Jesus. I pray that you use me as your vessel in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I also give uh, honor to our pastor for allowing me to be here this morning and, and bring the word. I give honor to my wife, my family for uh, uh, just putting up with me and allowing me to spend the time to, to gather my thoughts and, uh, and to be able to spend the time to, um, 
put this together. Amen. And so in our world today, uh, there are many tools that man has devised or many things that have been created to allow you or to allow one of us to um, send out some type of a signal in case we are, I don't know, shipwrecked or we get lost hiking or we find ourselves in a dangerous situation when there is no one around, correct? And um, as technology has advanced, there's little beacons that you can uh, purchase, uh, there's GPS, all to help you get out a, of a potentially life-threatening situation, amen? And, uh, and these are all tools that are, are great. I mean, they're, they're, they're phenomenal because they have changed the outcome in, on a lot of people. And so man has devised these things, and we sometimes uh, through, as you go through school or if you read different books, you can, um, you become familiar sometimes, or you may have caught a movie or something where somebody ended up being stranded out in some island maybe or shipwrecked somewhere, and they had to find a way of surviving in this newfound condition or in this new situation, amen? I remember growing up, there was a very popular TV show, uh, Gilligan's Island. That's when I was a little boy, and it was about, you know, uh, seven, six castaways, I remember. And they ended up in some island, and so they had to make do. They had to, you know, do it with what they had. But... The point I'm trying to make is that now we have many ways to, to be able to call out, to be able to send out a signal, to be able to do something so that you do not find yourself in such situation. You have flare guns. You have, um, like I said, you know, you should carry mirrors. And there's all these different things, satellite phones. There's all the different things that you can have, and they're all designed to make a difference if you ever find yourself in that dangerous or desperate situation. That's what their purpose is, to be able to change your outcome and to be able to make a difference. The thing is, though, that all these items or all these gadgets or all these things that have been created, they have one thing in common. They all need one thing. They all require that someone or something be at the other end of that signal. If, if what good is a flare if no one sees it? You can throw up a hundred flares, a thousand flares. But if no one sees it, if nobody sees your smoke signal, if nobody receives your satellite call, it doesn't matter if you have the latest gadget, the latest technology, whatever it is, it makes no difference because there is no one at the other end. No one is going to answer that. Nobody's going to come and rescue you. Nobody's going to change 
the direction or the, what could potentially be fatal to your life. Because no one sees it. And that's what they all have in common. It is something that is required, something that is necessary. But I'm here to tell you today that there is a God who is ready to answer the call of the sinner. There is a God that is ready, that is available to answer the call of a desperate person, of a desperate situation. If you find yourself in a world, in a lifestyle that is dire, that has a situation that you can no, no, not see, no longer see the outcome of it. There is a God that does not slumber. There is a God that is not caught off guard. There is a God that is ready to answer the cry of a child. That God is ready to answer your situation. The verse that we read says, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Let me tell you, Jonah was not at a good point in his life. He was a backslid prophet. He was disobedient. And he put many people's lives in danger because of his own selfishness. He was walking against the will of God in this time in his life. But he got to the point where he was desperate. Maybe on day one, he was, it was not so bad. I don't know. I mean, he found himself in a new place inside of a fish. And maybe day one was not so bad. Maybe it was tolerable. Day two was probably tolerable as well. But on day three, you read the rest of chapter two. On day three, he felt he was dying. He felt he, that's it, that was it. He, he felt like that was the end of his life. He says in that verse, in my affliction, he was in dire consequences. He was in a situation that he saw no out of. And he finishes up saying, out of the belly of Shoal I cried. In other words, he thought he was going to go in the pit already. He thought he was halfway down to hell. And yet, in spite of that situation, he mustered the strength. He mustered the consciousness to say, I have a God. I have someone that can deliver me from this situation. And he said, I cried out and you heard my voice. There is a God that can hear your voice. You need to be able to say, I need you. I need a change in my life. 
I'm tired of my lifestyle. I'm tired of the investment and the return that I'm getting because I am not getting a good return for my lifestyle. I am not getting a good return for everything, every day that I am living, every week, every year, every month. My uh, situation does not get better. And let me tell you, we serve a God that specializes in such situations. When you are out of recourse, when you are out of options, when there is nothing more than you can do, our God answers to that call. He comes and he works in the miraculous. He specializes in the miraculous. And he does many things to change and turn your life around. That is the God that we serve. Then Jonah starts breaking down the experience if you keep reading chapter 2. We're going to read through the whole chapter. It's not that long. And he says in verse 3, For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. He was in the depths of the sea. He was in a place where he was not going to swim out of it. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds or seaweeds were, were wrapped around my head. He was in a gunky situation. <laughs> it was not a pretty sight. Verse 6 says, I went down to the moorings or the root, the base of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed around, closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God. He was locked in a situation. He was trapped. He said the earth with its bars closed around me, it locked them in. There was no way out of his situation. Should he not have cried out to God, he would have died in there. The Lord was prepared to lose Jonah. Just because Jonah had a command and was given an order, the Lord was not going to let him slide. He had to repent. He had to cry out. He had to say something. He had to show a contrite, a change of heart, a willingness to change his situation. Had he not done that, he would have been fish food. That's what he would have been. Verse 7 says, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. He had an aha moment. He had a moment where the light came up, the bulb turned on in his life. He realized in his sinful situation that there was only one God that could deliver him. That there was only one that could work through the impossible. When he had no other recourse, no more flare guns, no more smoke signals, no more beacons. 
There was only one that could help him. He says, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. Friend, saint, if you've been walking with God for some time or you have not started walking with God or you've been walking with him for one day, if you are living a life without hope, without peace, without strength, without health, cry out to the one that can change the situation in your life. Cry out to him this morning. God is at hand. Our God is at hand. He is able. He is a deliverer. He changes lives. He changes hearts. He restores marriages. He restores your life to the fullest. God is at hand today. He is available. Unfortunately, many will not do so. They will seek help in the wrong gods. They will seek their answers in the wrong places, in the wrong areas, in temporal satisfactions, in things that can only pacify you and calm the, the hurt and the pain for a little while. And Satan uh, specializes in deviating us from the truth in what can truly change our life. And he addresses that. Jonah addresses that in verse 8. And he says, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy or loving kindness. Don't seek help from the worthless things of this world. If you seek the help in what's worthless of this world, you forsake the miraculous, the miracle that could happen in your life. You give that up. You forsake your own mercy. You have mercy at hand and you give it up because you pacify yourself with what this world has to offer. Verse 9 says, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Amen. He says in that starting sentence there, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Jonah changed his tune. He cried out to God. Then he started worshiping. He started giving thanks. He started to bring a song. He started to bring a voice of thanksgiving. Because he knew that God is the only one with the power to save. Amen. God is at hand today. God is here. If you want change in your life, you know if you need change in your life. You know that you need God in your life. And he is at hand he is here today. He wants to change your situation. Satan enjoys making us think that God is not available to us. That our lifestyle no longer warrants help from God. 
that you are beyond the reach of God. That is the biggest lie. It doesn't matter if you caused the mess yourself or if it simply fell on you. It does not matter. My Bible says, for we did not serve a high priest. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He can absolutely see where we are weak. And he knows it. That's why his love is constant. He doesn't turn anyone away. As long as you are breathing, he, he will hear your cry for help. As long as you are breathing, there is hope. God is at hand. Once you stop breathing, once you pass to the other side, I can't say too much about that. He goes from being a loving God to now being your judge. But he is your loving God today. And just like that song that we were singing, you need to come out of the darkness and into the fullness of his love. Amen. Because he has plenty of love to go around. He, you are loved by God today. It doesn't matter if the enemy has put those thoughts in your mind that you are not loved or that you are worthless or that you are, can, should not expect anything from God. That is untrue. Amen. The God that we serve has plenty of love to go around. He is at hand. Catch him while you can because he is here for you. Amen. David wrote the same thing. Psalms 34 verse 6 says, This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Such a wonderful, wonderful verse. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. And saved him out of all his troubles. Let me tell you. Your God does not need convincing. He doesn't, not, he doesn't need persuasion. He doesn't need to be persuaded to love you. Or to hear your cry. Or answer you. The Bible says that a broken and contrite heart these he will not despise. He doesn't need to be convinced by me or by, by the worship team or anybody else. If you cry out to God today, he will listen to you. If you come to him today, if you want to step out of the darkness, he is here today for you. And no one needs to convince him otherwise. He's got the love that you need for today. If you're tired of your lifestyle with no peace, no life, and you have no other recourse, turn to God. Give your last gasp of air to your creator. He wants to help you. He is at hand today. God is here. And th this graphic, this this. What we've been talking about today is probably no better described than in the parable 
of the prodigal son. And we're not going to read through that. You can find that in Luke 15 and you can read it when you go home. But there was a son who turned his back on his father, turned his back on his family, turned his back on his church and his community to the people that loved him. But it wasn't until he was afflicted. The word says that he thought until that he said until he perished with hunger hunger he said i will perish with hunger it wasn't until his life was afflicted that he decided to call on his father and he was at hand his father was at hand and that is a representation amen of the church of us who have been lost, amen, and our heavenly Father that awaits for us with open arms. His Father didn't need convincing. He didn't need to be persuaded to open his arms for his son. He didn't need to do that. Nobody, nobody told him anything. And your heavenly Father doesn't either. Nobody needs to say anything. It's only you. It's up to you and it's up to me. If we are walking down a path of unrighteousness that we know does not agree with the word of God, that does not agree with, uh, 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 with living a righteous life, we need to turn to God. He has all the answers. He has all the change that we need. And maybe you're already walking with God. And like I said, maybe this message isn't necessarily entirely for you. But it is for your family member. It is for your friend. It is for your loved ones. Keep praying for them. Even if they don't want anything to do with God right now, keep praying for them. When the affliction of life of this world comes along, guess what? They're going to come back around and they're going to be knocking and they're going to say, pray for me. Pray for me. Help me pray. And you with all gladness, you with all the desire in your heart, you're going to say, yes, I am here. I will help you pray. Because that's what our Heavenly Father is going to do. It's just going to wait for them with open arms. If they are breathing, there is hope. There's a woman that, if I could have the musicians start coming up. There is a woman that I have been in contact with for some time now. And... Um, I didn't know how God was going to change her life if he ever was. Um, it just seemed very impossible for me. But see, that's the thing. My mind, my mentality, my options are only so broad, only so big. I'm used to borders I'm used to limits I'm used to fences right because I'm human but God specializes in the impossible 
He specializes in the impossible. And let me tell you something. She is starting to call on the name of Jesus. She is starting to come around and say, I need prayer. She's starting to come around and say, pray for me. She's starting to come around and say, lead me in prayer. Because God is at hand and he is ready to listen to her. Amen. So last week I gave her, I gave her the book that we were supposed to be handing out. And, you know, I know pastor said, you know, write down seven names, you know, or ten, however many you had. And you know what? I just had one name. <laughs> I just had one name, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to work on that one person. And so I was praying for her, and I went and gave her the book. I didn't know she was going to take it. And so I gave her the book, and, and she sends me a message two days later. And she says, thank you for the book. She says, I really need this, and it's changing my life. Praise God. When she calls out to the Lord, when she is ready to step out of the darkness and into the light, guess what? The Lord will be there to change her life. And God is here for you, my friend. God is here today. He is at hand. Take advantage of it. We serve a God that is able and can sympathize with your situation. He knows exactly what you're going through. And as we get to our feet, like I said, this was a very simple concept, but I think very important because the world makes us think differently. The world crushes what the Lord is trying to do in our lives and makes us think there's no more option for us. We are not worthy but you are we have a God that is loving a God that wants to live inside of you welcome him into your life today welcome him and be changed forever this altar is open if you want to come down and speak to the Lord lay your burdens on him this altar is open as the worship team leads us in a song, meditate on how different your life can be. Think about where you can be three years from now, five, ten years from now, where your children.